0: to talk all things music, DIY, intersectional feminism, and really whatever else pops up. This week, I'm joined by Katie from Naked Naps. The band hails from Raleigh, North Carolina, and just released their new record, Year of the Chump. Katie and I talked all about the Raleigh DIY scene, finding encouragement from other local bands, and of course about the new record. It's really a brilliant release that exposes so many stylistic ways to approach music, and it's really matched by really ear grabbing lyrics this band is definitely for fans of screaming females nervous dater and looming so let's give a listen to some songs off the record and then hear from katie you, Katie. I'm very excited to talk to you about all things Naked Naps and everything you've been working on, but uh how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, nice. nice cold day in Raleigh. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds, like, really nice, actually. So, how cold does it get up there right now? Oh, it's not cold at all.
1: Um I guess at night it gets down to, like, the 30s, but um, the days are, like, 50s. It's actually really pleasant.
0: Oh, that sounds beautiful.
1: Yeah. Where are you at?
0: I'm over in, like, St. Petersburg, Florida, so kind of near oh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. People, uh,
1: like, I don't know where we played, but we played St. Pete's and, like, saw the Bay. Like, a rest stop, like, on the Bay. We, like, stopped there. I don't know if you have any idea what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, was, I, I do. I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it is gorgeous. And there's, like, lots of, like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, lizards.
0: <laughs> Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> People talk about the alligators, but they don't realize that they are also miniaturized as all these lizards.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, that's great to know that you're familiar with around here a little bit. um I hope I get to make it up to like the rally area at some point. It, it always seems beautiful from all the pictures I see from friends and all that. Plus, you actually have seasons,
1: <laughs> and uh, I love it. Well, doesn't it get too cold, and then the summer. I mean, it gets hot, but it. It's not, like, too crazy. So.
0: Yeah. Are you originally from that area? Yeah, I was born in Wilson.
1: Oh, yeah, I was born in Raleigh, and then I grew up in Wilson, which is, like, 40 minutes away, so, like, suburbs, but um went to school at NC State and uh, have stayed, and I love it here.
0: No, that sounds awesome. It seems like such a great area, too. I only ever hear good things, um, especially about the music scene around there, and I'm sure how people can kind of get involved but um can you kind of tell me about how you kind of first found your way into music and maybe the first instruments that you were picking up and
1: all of that yeah um so i started playing guitar in high school um i was like in marching band stuff but my, my folks bought me a guitar and i was very bad at it for a very long time and <laughs> i learned like a couple of like folk chords and i wrote some songs with that and um played out and like it was um, not good, but um, it was, like, fun to learn how to do that. And then um, I moved into a house with um, some of my good friends, the um, Barnes, uh, Chris Bennett, and Ryan Phillips, and we started doing, like, shows at our house, and, like, it was really cool to live, like, with, um, you know, everyone who's, like, playing musical, and we would just, like, play all the time. And they're all great musicians, and they all play in an now a called Ghost Blonde. And, like, I definitely learned a lot from them. And <laughs> We used to be in the band together. And um, just having, like, a house and having, like, really good musicians pass through. And they're just, like, normal folks that, like, you chat and goof around with later. Um, like, we had Pyle play the house and Krill.
0: Wow.
1: And or Hospital. And um, I just like talking to them about, like, music stuff and, like, DIY. Um made it very like clear that this was something that anybody could do, so it was, it was a really great experience
0: sounds like it I mean it makes music feel very accessible, and then you're kind of learning from other people who are out there doing it too
1: yeah, no we're very lucky to have like so many like like great musicians and just like to watch um what kind of choices that they make and just yeah like very very close and very personal so it was a great time
0: that's awesome. How did naked naps start to come together?
1: Um, so, I used to be in a band with, um, those folks called Celebrity Debrity, and the last Celebrity Debrity show was at our house, and, um, Tiny Moving Parts, who are, like, from Minnesota, and, like, now they play that show, and, um, I was on the porch talking to somebody who just, like, moved to Raleigh, and my old bandmate, John Meyer, and he's like, how, how did you find out about these guys, and I ended up, ended up meeting them in, uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, at this, like, festival called MacRock, Rock, and I don't know, it off whatever so playing at my house and i met john and he was learning how to play um drums and i wanted to like really just like get a lot better at guitar and singing and so me and him play together and like we both were able to like grow together which just really cool to, like find somebody on your level with the same goals and that was really great.
0: that's awesome it feels like with a lot of people it's like once you find the right person to be able to like practice and learn your music with. It seems like everything starts to pick up from there. And have you, you both have been playing together for a while, right? Um, yeah. So me
1: and him played together for about two or three years. I have a new bandmate now. Um also so I was learning how to play drums, but he's also like a really great guitarist. Oh, yeah. So um that was really great to have was he would just like give me little pointers and hints like you should try this, you should try that try that, and to have um Someone close, like being, being able to help me, it was really great. Um, but I've been playing with my new mate for about two years now. Um, I I met him, and the reason why I like for the switchover was I just wanted to pour, and John didn't want to do that, and that, that's fine. And um, I met this kid, Chris uh, Grubbs, and he's great, and I just asked him if he wanted to do that, and so, oh. A couple months after I met Chris, um, me and him did, like, a nine-week full U.S. tour. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a lot. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it was um, a cool experience. (laughs) It was uh, mostly that long because I just, like, felt like I hadn't seen um, the U.S., and we stopped at all sorts of, like, different little small towns, and, um, yeah, we did like 56 shows in 63 days and um it's a really crazy way to meet people and to see the country and um very humbling how like people I mean so many people like letting us into their houses and and feeding us and um yeah this lots of generosity make it possible very lucky
0: Sounds like an incredible tour. I mean, you get to bond with a new bandmate and you also get to experience so much. That probably did a lot of cool things to your friendship too because you're meeting yeah. those people together.
1: For sure, like um yeah, I I'm Christopher Graves is like one of my people I'm closest list for sure. Um because it was a crazy thing to do cuz we did it in um in a Honda Civic. Oh wow. Like very close quarters. <laughs> yeah
0: a really cool adventure to go on and then you know here you are now making really great music and um with Naked Naps I feel like your sound is very unique um what bands kind of have inspired you creatively
1: um definitely like when I was in high school like I I like to like listen to music more than I like to play it um and there's all sorts of different weird stuff um I I got into like Fugazi when when I was pretty young and like Nation of Ulysses and stuff like that and then, like, Gang of Four. But I also, like, love, like, folk music. Like, I love, like, Woody Guthrie and, like, Kid Seeger and stuff like that. And um, I love Mission of Burma and, um, like, Ted Leo and The Pharmacists. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, like, lots of awesome um, things that people add and trying to pull from all of this.
0: No, that's awesome. I, that's such a variety of music to be – saying that you were listening to and that have kind of influenced you in that sense. Cause I mean, I can feel so much variety in your music I can feel a lot of the folk, but then like, I can get into some, like almost like some very fast punk. Like, I mean, I hear parts that remind me a little bit of like Screaming Females and like Nervous Dater all the way through to like, just so many different bands that I could be like, whoa, that sounds just like for a split second, like something familiar, but then it's immediately very much your own too. So. Mm-hmm. It's very, very much fun listening to, especially "Year of the Chomp." It's awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, pretty much. Me and Chris wrote that before we left, and the idea was for us to play it over and over and over and over again. And then when we got home, we tracked it at um, on Pop of the World in Greensboro, and um, that's the first time I've ever been to a studio before. Um, I've always just like had a like had someone like track it like in, at our house with like a little like interface. And um, so it was a really positive experience. And the um, assistant engineer, uh, Matt, played bass on the record. So it's the first time we've had bass on the record. And then um, there's a little bit of keys and synth, and Chris plays that. And all I really did was uh, play guitar and sing. So, yeah, it was a really great experience.
0: Sounds like you had a lot of, like, creative freedom to be able to just kind of apply what it was that you wanted for each song, to be able to do the keys and synth here and there as you wanted. So, that's really cool to be able to bring so much together in that record. Thank
2: you.
0: Um, so, what kind of, this record, it feels very uh, unique and beautiful because every song feels very different. What was kind of like your headspace as you were writing the record as well?
1: I don't, I don't know. I just, um. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that one <laughs> Good question. Good question. I just I don't know. I just wrote what I want to do.
0: Hey, that's that's yeah. great. And I mean, for it all to come together the way that record did, it's it's awesome. It really is. Um, what kind of usually comes first for you when you're writing music? Do you generally go toward the lyrics or the guitar first, or what's um, your first thought? It,
1: it kind of all happened at once, but like separately. Um, so maybe the music's first, um, and that like I find a, a riff that I really really like um, all the time. Like I'm like writing either, like, parts of songs or ideas for songs, whether it's, like, a main overarching idea or, like, lines that I like. Um, I'm very into um, alliterative verse, Mm -hmm. um, which, if you like the band uh, Nana Grizzle, Theo Hilton uses that a lot in, like, really great ways. Um, So kind of, like, obsessed with that. And so if I, like, think of, like, an alliteration that, like, I just love, I'll I'll just write that down. And so when I the riff then I go through what lyrics I have written and then kind of through them and like see what fits um so I guess everything kind of happens all at once
0: do you have a favorite line that you remember that you wrote on this record that had a little bit of that alliteration
1: oh no I don't know I could find it but I don't know the top my head yeah. um Just because yeah I mean I know it's new for everyone but it's it's old for me um and so excited to pushing forward and keep doing the, the next thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything about your music feels very energetic and exciting. So, I mean, I don't blame me. I'm sure you feel that way too, being able to play these songs out as well. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, what was maybe one of your favorite songs to have wrote on Year of the Chump? Um,
1: I think, so like we call songs different things. It's called um, Single and Ready to Linger, I think is the one, mm-hmm. it's my it's my favorite one. Um, because that one is very hard to play, the, like, opening, like, riff and singing on top of it, so I worked hard on that, but it feels, like, natural to listen to, um, and then it's got, like, lots of different turns and stuff, like, lots of, um, different points, and, um, yeah, I love all the riffs on that, and I love all the, like, um, all the vocals on that, so.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I love that song too. And so many of the songs on your record, just like, it it feels like a ride because I mean, I love listening to songs like Torn Corners and then switching over to like the Honda Civic 88. It's really great. I love the riffs. It's very catchy, both like musically and lyrically. And then, you know, at the very end of the record, I, it gets very experimental. It seems like. Where did that come from? <laughs>
1: um, so we played a show in Charleston, West Virginia, and um, we we're just like hanging out. as a house show, and we just hanging out with these folks like afterwards. And um, I mean, everybody was having a good time and like like really drunk, and they had this like, like out of tune piano that like Chris was playing, and um, I just like took out my phone and started recording it because it was just like, it's <laughs> cool how like how, how happy they were. So that's what we decided to
0: do no that's awesome i like what came out of something that seems just like so ordinary you know you're just hanging out and then it turns into this really like trippy fun way to end a record so uh, Uh, thank you awesome um i know i asked you what your favorite song to write was but maybe what's your favorite one to play live
1: um so same one and then also um frank lloyd wright designed the carport um is a really fun one to play yeah. um the intro is um is a little tricky and so like it's fun to have to like concentrate on it um like that riff is like um a variation on a gregory uh in the hawk song I just know this like one two three one two three one two three one two three one and two in so It's like like that but, um so that's fun and then the ending is like a big ending so it's fun to like, hit hit it. And yeah, it's like one, of the, like one of the ones that we play and like all the air will be let out of the room. It's so <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always like very satisfying.
0: Yeah, it seems like it would be. That song is just so catchy too. Um, how would you describe like a naked nap show? Like what's the what's the room usually feel like for you?
1: Oh, whew. um. well, we love to play like, like DIY spots and like houses. Like houses are absolutely like my favorite thing because um, you usually get like younger folks in there and um they're always excited about uh music. And um I feel like pretty like diverse as far as like like gender goes, like um a lot of shows you get like we kinda play like um like the kind of music we play is kinda like dude centric in that like I'm mostly like honest as, as far as like people who like, like I guess like emo and punk is like most uh, a lot of times folks towards guys, like, it's cool to bring in, um, like, do women, women to the table, so, nice.
0: Yeah, th- those kind of shows are always so much more fun whenever you get more than just dudes hanging around and stuff. It kind of, it makes the energy of the room feel better, too, because generally, it's like when you have a diverse set of performers, you're going to get a diverse crowd, and then everybody's so much more chill at that point, because they're all kind of just hanging out together, so. Yeah. And it sounds like a house show or, like, a DIY space is, like, the perfect place to do it. I always hear good things about, like, North Carolina with, like, Raleigh and Charlotte about the DIY scene and, like, having some variety around, so.
1: Yeah, I think there's, like, lots of different places to do shows, and um, everyone's really excited about um, bringing cool bands to their city, so it's really nice.
0: Yeah, I always see that a lot of really good tours seem to be stopping through that area too. So it makes it even better, whether you're DIY or getting bigger, it's still cool. Um do you have a favorite spot that you like to play?
1: Um my favorite room is is King's. Um when I was like in college, it was like one of the places in Raleigh that was like all ages. Um and it's, like still around. Um it's kind of like the mid-sized room. So we got to play there for um, a record release. And uh we get to like open for folks a fair amount of times there um we opened for like you blew it and we open for a pause and um yeah it's just it sounds really good um and the people who run that space are all musicians and so like it's like really well taken care of and yeah it's a great
0: room yeah it sounds like it would be and i mean it's they really brought in some bands that were pretty popular i mean you blew it as somebody you instantly know who that is usually within the scene that we run around in. So that's awesome to know that you played with bands like that too. Um, do you have a favorite band or a couple of bands in your area that you like to play with?
1: Um, yeah. I love lot of my friends, Ghost Blonde. Haven't played with them in a while, but they're great. Uh, Museum Mouth is awesome. Um, nice. We played our record release with the Zephyrantes. They're amazing. Correct um, sounds. Um, my buddy Mike Wallace's band is really good um slime is my friend's like uh like doom metal band they're all great um who else is there i mean there's just yeah there's a lot of like good stuff
0: sounds like you have a really great variety of people that you get to play with i mean museum mouth is a great band too so it's awesome to hear that there's like that connectivity going on for everybody as well
1: yeah yeah they used to play my house and then um for video for sexy not sexy but not happy was that was that the mattress for um our spot so that's cool that we still have that and um yeah, Carl's the best so well they're all the best but
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well I love hearing about communities like that where everybody's like you know you have good Relationships going
1: on yeah. and everything, so yeah. So Carl did the layout for our album. Um, oh, really? Yeah, my buddy Ben Johnson drew the, the um, shoeville stork, mm-hmm. and then Carl was able to like put it all together because my buddy Ben um, he goes to the Kansas City art school, and so he was just like too busy to finish it, and so Carl did it up and was able to like get all the pieces together and make it look really nice. I'm really out of how
0: it looks yeah then, yeah it's aesthetically like a really cool looking record too like I love the color scheme and like I, I'm gonna have to get myself a physical copy because it's awesome for sure um where did that album name come from by the way year of the chump um
1: at the end of like 2016 I just remember everyone like being like this is the worst year ever <laughs> and <laughs> it was like the best year of my life and so I had had a hard time commiserating and then also just like I mean your problems on like an arbitrary set of times is just kind of silly um yeah I don't know it's kind of like I'm I'm sure most people had a worse worse year this year but nobody's saying that yet exactly
0: (laughs) no kidding This year was actually like if we look at the broad scheme of things it's like oh no this year was probably far worse but yeah,
1: and I just don't feel like there's that much commiserating about it, because, like, I don't know, hopefully people are, like, energized actually do something to change stuff, and, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, whatever, I don't know, I, I felt like I had a really good year, mm-hmm. and um, it's, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, celebratory and self-deprecating at the same time, Um, yeah.
0: No, I like that, because, like, I mean... It's like, yeah, the broader scheme of the world, that year sucked. This year isn't much, isn't really any better. But like, personally, (laughs) like if you step back and like go into like self-care mode and be like, oh, hey, no, I actually did pretty good, feeling pretty good about my life. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad to hear that that's like kind of the, the, the thinking behind that, that record name. I think it's awesome. And Everything about it, I'm super excited about. So I, I was super excited when I found out, hey, let's get you on the podcast. So Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw kind of a tough question at you. At least most people think it's a tough question. Um, if you could pick any band to play with, they can be either currently alive or you can bring them back from the dead. Yeah. Who would it be?
1: Oh, I mean, it's unfortunately really easy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> i would love to play with hop along again um i got to play with them about five years ago um and they're all really sweet people and i have been a fan of like francis's music um since high school when she did the, the hop along uh queen Anne's and so it was a dream come true and yeah big fan
0: that's an awesome band i love hop along and what a unique just band in general their sound is very special and tight and it, i feel like they do a lot of variety in what they want to produce per song as well so yeah. i'm um, kind of a, similar in that sense with like your music you do kind of i feel like your sound is very unique and crafted and they have a similar like it seems like approach to writing music where it's very unique and everything they do is just like you could tell there's just a slew of influences out there
1: yeah i feel like they take their time rather than like out as much stuff as possible, like just kind of like the long slow route route. And I guess on like the last record, um Joe Reinhardt from um, Algernon guitar on that, which is cool. Um I got to see them about a year ago with the spill and Alex G. And the whole time while Hopalong played, um this lady like right behind us, she like screamed through the whole thing. <laughs> what?
0: in band you normally do that to either yeah, but like just full scream i
1: mean i was i was very drunk so i was just like almost on her i was like happy for her <laughs> but, yeah it's just like it's cool that you're that excited to see someone um but yeah
0: well i hope we are all one day as happy as a lady screaming the entire time during a hop along set yep. oh my gosh um what are some goals that you might have for yourself as a musician or for naked naps?
1: Um, yeah. Um, let keep on keeping on. Uh, we got some tours lined up for the spring. Um, I am trying to figure out how to like for Europe, but uh, it's a big task with like visas and all that stuff. So you gotta like find some friends who have done it and their brain. And, um, yeah, right in the next record. Um, I kind of want to like go into the studio with like some sort of name, like somebody cool. I have no idea who yet, and um, just keep on doing what we're doing and keep having fun. Yeah,
0: that sounds awesome. Well, I'm excited for you to keep making more music because what I'm hearing is amazing. Um, and hey, I've got my fingers crossed you'll make it down to Florida again. You're more than welcome here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully, I got to figure it out, but hopefully we come down in February, so.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. Well, I've got my fingers crossed that you do, because that would be so cool. Thank you. Well, where can everybody keep up with you and find your music?
1: Um, we are on all the social media stuff, um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, our record is on Bandcamp, and you can order it from a uh, software record.
0: Awesome. We love software records, so. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about all things Year of the Jump and Naked Maps.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You did it.
0: Thank you to katie for talking to me about writing and putting together year of the chump and shout out to joshua robbins over at little yeti pr and self-aware records for helping put all of this together that's it for this week's episode you can keep up with anger girl music on facebook twitter and instagram all with the handle at anger girl music make sure to subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts or shout engine and leave me some reviews Heck, that would make a really nice birthday present, since this episode arrived actually on my birthday. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email me at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from all of you, especially as I'm putting together the last episode of 2017. I'll be covering all of my favorite moments, some really great releases, and dish out maybe some resolutions that the scene could use. Until next time, I'm wishing you all a wonderful holiday season. Stay warm if you're up north, and maybe we'll get a chill down south. Have a good one, everybody.